episode 71, Blake Worrell Thompson. Welcome to the Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless, dragging down the finest alpha minds on the planet for you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Make sure you follow us also on Twitter at Awaken Your Alpha. Get to the podcast. Good morning. We have a brilliant well-being episode for you this morning. I'm here with Blake, and he's from Bondi. Blake is the man behind Wellbeing by Blake, and uh, he's been featured on Body and Soul, Channel 7, Clio, Cosmopolitan, uh, Women's Fitness, Foxtel, Nova, Lifestyle U, loads of magazines. And, and this one of the things as well, guys, is, you know, he's, one of his things is get seven secrets to size, strength, and unstoppable, comp- unstoppable confidence. And you can get that free from his blog. He has got a kick-ass blog over in Australia. And we're going to talk about all things getting sexy, looking good naked, getting your confidence up, and just smashing life. So firstly, Blake, are you ready to awaken your alpha? Yes, mate. Absolutely. Let's get into it. Brilliant. So um, I tried to ramble through a lot of things you got on there, but it's, it's all coming through. <laughs> There's a bit going on. <laughs> it's all coming through a really, really useful and great resource of a blog, um, Healthy Body, Healthy Mind. Is there anything else you'd like to just add to that sort of brief bio about what, what you're all about? No, I think, mate, you pretty much nailed it. Obviously, the the uh, the blog's kind of the core of it, and then my three um, main six week programs that kind of run off that. But uh, yeah, Wellbeing by Blake's where you know I guess the home of everything is for yeah. sure. Six weeks to sexy people. Can't argue <laughs> with that. Yeah, it, it takes me it takes me far longer than that. But no, six weeks is is good. They give you a kick up the ass. Mustache with that mustache, you're there. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> we just we just debated whether I can push through till uh, till November, but I'm I think I'm already there. I think I'm reaching the peak, and I need to need to potentially get rid. I don't know. <laughs> Time for a change. It's dominating my face and taking over. So I'm just going to be one big moustache soon. So anyway, mate. Um, so we said you're from coming from Bondi today, uh, and you're out in the garden. And we just said the two extremes. I'm in. It is very dark and dingy where I am at the moment. Uh, early morning in England, and you're in sort of late afternoon in Bondi. One of us should be jealous, um, who knows, but um, what do you get up to on a day-to-day basis, Blake? I, well, mate, yeah, I mean, you saw the backdrop. We're just coming into summer, I guess. It's pretty early summer, but um, being in Bondi, and being, yeah, yeah. Your, your eight days of summer's come and gone, mate, so you have to wait yeah. another year. Um, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm I guess in a, in a fortunate position, a lucky position that I work each morning um, doing the six weeks to sexy program with um, a bunch of girls that I love. And then from, you know, eight o'clock, once I've trained, I've pretty much got the day to myself. Um, and then I'm back in, you know, the gym briefly at night to train the six weeks to shredder guys. So, you know, one of the important things for me is, is um, over the course of, this year, and I kind of made a commitment to myself at the end of last year, was to free myself up a lot because um, I, you know, I want to work online and I want to kind of influence, you know, a larger scale. So I'm ninety percent there, um, but I do, you know, essentially when everyone's going to work, I've finished work and I've got the whole day to do what I want. Which, you know, depending what type of lifestyle you choose, can can be nothing. But for me. You know, I love the thought of influencing more and more people. So I'm, I'm on the computer and, um, you know, obviously doing the marketing and sales and all that that comes with the, the offline programs. Like at the end of the day, I want everyone to live 
the lifestyle that I want and you know I'm, I'm i'm well on the way to uh, creating that one that i want for myself yeah and if anyone's a, a keen listener as blake is you would have, you might recognize him he recommended uh, rachel guy who was on just a couple of weeks ago um who was another tra- great trainer from well from wales originally and she's over in australia now because uh, she's got some sense no offense to welsh people but i i love wales actually i love swansea my brother lived there for a few years so very nice but she's she's chased the sun was what she told me she, yeah which isn't such a bad idea and she's enjoying herself i think she's in hawaii at the moment so she's doing not too bad at all sun, yeah it's not quite warm enough. <laughs> <laughs> i'm really interested now in your origin story because i had obviously you, you don't have a, a any of an english accent at all but no. um, what is your origin story where did you originally come from and how did you make it to where you are now well, I think, I'm not sure where you're based. London or England's not that big, so I'm just going to say my old man lives up the road from you because it's, <laughs> it's fairly small in comparison to Australia. But I was born over um, in London, um, and my dad still lives over there. He does very well in the restaurants um, and entertainment industry. Still cool. does a lot of TV shows. Um, and then the alpha interview could be next father and son. We've never had a father and son combo, but get, I already get like the, the old that. boy on, get the old boy on. He's got plenty to say. Oh, that'd be brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, uh, mum and him parted ways pretty young. I finished, well, I was there till I was 16, then to Adelaide for seven years, back over to London briefly. And now in Bondi for the last seven. So I'm quite lucky in that I've been in three States, um, in, Australia, which is very different in terms of the people um, and the culture and, and the lifestyle. When, when did the sort of fitness come into the mix? Oh. Was it always there or was it? I think, to be honest, it was mum's way of coping with my ADD was just to send me to a football field and see if she could completely exhaust me until I had nothing left. So it's probably, it, I think I had an AFL, which is our sport, Aussie rules, from yeah age of four and you know like I always wanted to play AFL and then at 18 when I didn't make it I shifted straight into personal training and I'm lucky you know like at 18 to work out what you want to do is very I guess unique I've still got mates at 30 that aren't sure where they want to go with their career so you know I was really fortunate no, that's huge yeah yeah and you know it's 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 amazing um you know that you're meant to make that decision at 18 because you know, I look at eighteen-year-olds now and go, God, you know, four or five years, you might start to get some clarity on it. But so many people still don't have clarity in that purpose. And I was just fortunate enough to really, you know, have clarity on it when I was eighteen. Yeah, result. I mean, I yeah, I was so like you say, with, with your own sporting sort of desires or ambition to that sort of level, sort of moved to the side that out of that came a great opportunity in the fact that you knew what you wanted to do because there's pluses and minuses obviously it would have been awesome if you was a, a professional football player AFL but uh, like you yeah. said when, when one thing is taken away then something else awesome takes its, takes the place basically absolutely mate. and that's the key for so many people and you know likewise with you even with you, what you're doing you know the amazing stuff with your podcast it's, it's opened up after you know, your career and your, your, your PE teaching as well to, to something yeah. that you're loving as well. Definitely. With the AFL, I, yeah, I've, I've actually watched the game before. And just if, if people are listening and thinking, well, what's that? It is, it's like end-to-end, like basketball, but then it's on like, a played on almost like a cricket field. <laughs> it's, like, yeah. Yeah, it's like an oval and it's just huge space. And geez, the guys, and it's just non-stop. So it's, yeah, it's a com- it's like a combination. They have to be so fit. I look, I, I watched and I was like, oh my god, 
<laughs> yeah, they, the, the, the top guys push out about 20 kilometres these days. So it's, you know, it's really seriously regarded as one of the most incredible sports in the world, mainly because you need so much strength, power, speed, endurance. It just covers all areas. And, you know, the it's guys are outdated, Blake. But from when I remember it, do you, do you require or need a mullet to play it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're watching games from the 90s, maybe <laughs> late 80s. We don't, we don't really carry mullets around anymore oh, in Australia. There are certain the moment, areas. You know, I just always remember seeing, yeah, some beautiful, uh, some beautiful mullets playing uh, Aussie rules. But I knew, I knew I, it was a, it's a bit out of date. <laughs> fashion has kind of taken over with the footy boys as it does with um, a lot of the guys playing uh, soccer yeah. over your way. And they're oh. very, very suave these days, the boys. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Bring back the mullet. We need to start a campaign. <laughs> <laughs> it goes hand in hand. What was a really an awakening type moment? Was it that phase? Was it earlier? Was I mean, and from 18, there could have been a series. It could have been some incident or something that happened to you personally that really helped you crank it up a notch and, you know, to get to well-being by Blake and having an awesome platform to spread the words. Yeah, it's amazing. You know, when I look at the three kind of core products that I work on with six weeks to sexy, six weeks to shredded and six weeks to success for the personal trainers, those, those moments that create your passion generally come from your own experiences, obviously. You know, with, with where I want to go with six weeks to shredded and, and blokes be manning up and, and kind of getting, um, you know, the best out of themselves, not only in their health, but in all areas of life. It was something that I needed to look at, you know, I guess myself in the mirror a few years ago when I was, you know, having really bad relationships and life wasn't going where I wanted to. And I kind of had to be crossroads, I guess, with, you know, manning up and, and starting to take control and stop being the victim and just harden up a bit and you know it's the same with the sexy program and you know as I said to you before where we're going with that it's a case of a couple of relationships I had with the most stunning girls but you know to look <laughs> at but um you know it, it just became like a second job and was so much harder than it it should have been so you know the three core products that I've got have all been from really strong um circumstances in my life and obviously success you know the, the program for personal trainers is a case of again me working 60 70 hours and just you know starting to resent an industry that or you know a job that i you know job and career that i loved just because i was getting flogged and, and living week to week so yeah. all three have come from my own personal um experiences when you were sort of like 18 and you was massively into your football yeah like, like you say sometimes it's, it's almost like right okay if this isn't going to work like oh, i've got to be a peer teacher or a personal trainer um what was the moment when you, I mean, when you realized maybe, maybe you couldn't make it professionally and you kind of decided basically this is the way. And, and when you started out, obviously there's personal trainers we talked about as well. Like they're 10 a penny, they're everywhere. Anyone who yep. sort of picks up a weight potentially can becomes a personal trainer in a, in a couple of weeks doing a very short certification. So there's a massive difference between personal trainers and someone like yourself what was some of the uh, awakening moments where you managed to differentiate yourself from the herd really yeah do you know what i think obviously that was pretty heartbreaking not playing afl at the at the, the highest level and i was yeah. lucky to get up the level i got to but not the highest level but mate one of the one of the big things that business coaches say and again i don't know how i, I came about this when i was 18 but if there's something you do for free and you love it that much, then you might be able to find a, a career out of it. And I was, I was going for runs with people. I was training people, you know, weights when I was 
14, 15, yeah. I was always the instigator. And then I didn't even know what personal training was um, when I finished school. And a mate said, oh, I might do a personal training course. And I was like, oh, is that where you get people fit? And, you know, this is 18-year-old talk, so just <laughs> I mean, absolute amateur talk. Um, and he said, yeah, pretty much. And I just, you know, I was like, well, I'm loving it as it is. You know, and I get yeah. so excited about a mate calling me up and wanting to go for a run or wanting to go the weights. So I was like, if I can make a career out of something that I do for free, then, you know, I'm living a pretty good life. So that was probably the moment where I was like, hmm, this sounds like it's that's too good perfect. to be true. Yeah, really organic the way that comes. And like you say, that's, that's a key piece of the puzzle that I think growing up, I was, I was the same. I was never chasing, never chasing the money. You've got to start. I mean, you can, you can make money in literally anything, especially nowadays. So you might as well start hustling in something you love and where you're passionate. And you know, the funny thing about what you just said in terms of people chasing the money is I was lucky enough to go to some really, really top schools in Australia. And there's this expectation and stigma that I'll, you know, I had to be a doctor or, a, you know, neuroscientist or whatever. And all these guys have got these expectations of wanting to do stuff that maybe their dad did or their mum well, did. Or... I bet they felt quite limited. Because yeah, they're not they had to do it. Yeah, they're not looking at professions. They literally, they're looking at the top five highest paid professions. In, like you're saying, yeah. really cliquey thing and thinking, oh, I've got about four jobs to choose from. Doctor, surgeon, yeah. lawyers. <laughs> and, these, and these are the guys coming now and, and know how passionate I am about people finding their passion going, all right, let's start again 12 years later. Because yeah. they followed what their parents wanted to do. And now they're coming back going, that you're onto something. You've done. You've made the right choice. You're loving it. Let's talk about how I can find my passion. It's just a stigma and you know an expectation that comes yeah. with going to really high, you know, high level schools. Yeah, and it's it's not a quick fix. And like like you say, you you, you choose it, but on, a, on another level, it kind of chooses you. It's kind of like you've got to have the awareness to right look at look at your life and what do you like doing, what do you not like doing, what does a perfect day look like to you, and then well what kind of fits that and then work around that. And so you do choose it, but really if you're looking at your, what your likes and dislikes are, it kind of gets chosen for you. There's obviously yeah. variations. Cool. Absolutely. Along this sort of journey, well, this is our Yoda question. Who helped awaken your alpha and really take it up a notch? My parents and the reason for that was they actually, they sent me to the best school, which is the most I can ask for. But outside of that, and you know, I'm super grateful for the education that I had. Outside of that, they had very little involvement. And because of that, it meant that like I had to hustle and I had to find a way, otherwise I sunk. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. they did the best thing with tough love in that there was very little um, influence or li very little help as soon as I finished school. They were like, mate, you've got the best education now. Go and go into the real world and fight for it. Say, that is and, really helpful. And I don't think yeah. people do that because, you know, like, Obviously, you've got a really supportive family and like I'm the same, but it's like the, the knee-jerk reaction is almost to be like when they come out of school, like, you know, oh, yeah, you can live at home for ages or like, you know, tuck in and like try and keep hold of them and help them out loads. and huge help. Yeah, when you've got that huge cushion, you, you hear loads of people like, why are you still living at home with your mum and stuff like that? That is awesome for, for being just purely in the comfort zone. But like, this is the common theme in this show and anything worthwhile, it's, you know, you've got to get out of that comfort zone. So... That sounds yeah, cool. mate. There were there were times when I was pissed when you know my car ran out of petrol. I was like, "You guys," but um, <laughs> it's cre it's created what it's created today, and a motivation and a hustle that yeah, you know, I kind of pride myself on, and that's because the olds were like, "Right, 
you've got a good school and go and go and chase it. That's a really good way to look at it because that, that hasn't been sort of brought up on these interviews yet. Sometimes less is more and people just yep. want to like chucking all these bells and whistles and it's like, what is effective? And if effective is telling you, go sort it out, or, <laughs> you know, that's, that's what you need at that stage. That's brilliant. Yeah. Is there, is there anyone else in sort of more recent years that, you know, helped awaken your alpha? In terms of personal relationships, which you'll obviously take a huge bearing on. I've had a really, really good one um, back a few years ago, Sash, and, and she was amazing for me because that's probably the first really good relationship I had. It was three and a half years and she yeah. taught me so much. But I also had two really toxic ones. And I, you know, <laughs> I learned so much good from Sash, but so much interesting stuff we'll, we'll call it from those two other ones and those are what's helped me kind of spark you know i guess where i'm going now in terms of the shredded and, and the sexy programs what advice would you give to guys then so for potentially for some of the, the secrets you know for for getting the size strength and, and the up in the confidence what sort of some of the advice you'd give well i think mate like Confidence is the biggest one and there's a very big difference between ego and arrogance and, and like real proper grounding confidence. Um, and, you know, I'm, I've always been big on surrounding yourself with people that you, you know, you kind of want to be like and, you know, no point training with if you're the best person in the group. You know, you want to kind of train with people that are better than you if, you, if you're yeah. looking at the training element and surrounding yourself with people that are just killing it in all areas of life. Do you know what I mean? Because, yeah. again, like I said to you before, you can be a one-trick pony and, and have, you know, be killing on your bench press, your deadlift, your squat, your chin-up, whatever it may be. But if you're, you know, you're an absolute muppet, you've got no career, you, you know, you've got shit relationships and the rest of your life yeah, is don't kind of falling. If you can yeah, don't stop. Yeah. Start that's soon, the thing, yeah. mate. It's, absolutely. It's, it's getting these guys to kill it in all areas of their life. And unfortunately, quite often it's a knee-jerk reaction where you wait until your relationship falls down, you wait till you're 40 kilos overweight, you wait till your marriage falls down, and then you go, I've got to do something about my life. Whereas if we can get these guys to just slowly but subtly kind of look at this, you know, this stuff when they're 25 instead of 35, 40, then they're absolutely killing it, you know, 30, 30 35, as opposed to that knee-jerk reaction where they start at that age link to that then i'm, I'm going to focus in on your six weeks to shredded for for the gentleman what are some of the key things obviously i'm not gonna it's i'm sure it's very in-depth program what are some of the key things or i suppose what are some of the problems or struggles people have when they come into your program because i have a you know a similar program with months sort of a month but you get the same sort of um, excuses or barriers coming up. Well, that's it. I mean, there's two parts of it, you know, and, and one of the big things for me, and I know you're big on, on quotes, is, is keeping it real and actions speak louder than, than words. And those are kind of my two quotes because, mate, there's so much bullshit white noise. And as soon as the white noise happens, I know those are the people that I've got to attack like nothing else because they're just full of shit. But the ones that do it properly just get on with it. They don't need to pump up. They just head down, getting the job done. And, and they, stay, they stay committed. When people sign up to the, the Six Weeks to Shredder program and I'm getting all this kind of ramped up behaviour, it's like, mate, just calm down. We'll see where you're at at the end of the six weeks. Because it's those ones that ramp up that last two weeks thinking that motivation is going to get them through. Yeah, oh, I've, I've, yeah, I've had the the funniest was um, literally it's it's almost some. I've this has only happened in the extreme case really once where someone signed up and um, they were literally like um, the first week I had so many questions, stroke excuses, as in like they were yeah. they were put across as I can't do it because this and asking the question but saying they can't do it in the same sentence, 
And then I yep. literally, and like they were all over it in the first week, just asking so much stuff. And I, I literally was, I said, like, uh, you know, are, are you even motivated to do this? Because they'd signed up, they knew what was all involved, and then signed up as soon as I said that and said, oh, I can't do this, can't do this, can't do this. I'm trying, like, trying my best to do this. But like I said, actions speak louder than words. So I was just like, have you done this and this? And they're like, no, I haven't done this, haven't done this. I'm, I managed to do a bit of this, and I'm just like, are you even motivated to do this? And they said, I've paid my money. That's motivation enough. What am I supposed to do with that? I was just like, like you can imagine that the the people that give you the most hassle are the worst clients, <laughs> and like, yeah, and they get the worst results. And I wouldn't, if you're aware of them and you clock them like that, I wouldn't work for them for double. It's just like it just isn't drives you insane. <laughs> and that, my that that is what like that's one of the keys to my happiness is just working with people that I want to work with, oh, and that yeah. that's what that's I like. Yeah, sorry, you carry on, mate. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll, you know, with the six weeks of sexy and shredded, I give them, you know, one to two weeks to kind of show that they're the cultural fit and that they're not just going to waste the time. Otherwise, I just give them their money back because yeah. you're in, you're in an environment where you've got to look after everyone else in that environment yeah, and you yourself. One toxic person in there it can it can gone. Yeah, yeah. Well, I it's love like it. Break. I love it when everyone else jumps on and is like, "What are you doing? Just sort it out." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've had. I think I've had fourteen breakups in the last, um, you know, twelve months because yeah. of people that I've had to kick out of the program. It's like, you know, I'm breaking up with them every time. But it's just, it's protecting my space and protecting the space of everyone else. Oh, definitely, yeah. And I, well, that's what, that's why I, I just try and be as transparent as possible. And this is what it involves, you know, and uh, just try and you know vet people as much as possible. So, but so it's, it's got a lot better. I think after that, it's just like that proves that I learned a lesson there. never assume, you know, you literally yeah. get people signing up thinking, well, I pay my money. He can make me awesome. I just sit on my ass and listen to him. I'm like, well, no, action. It's the action. Mate, it's the victim mentality and they'll put it on you and it's yeah. all your yeah. fault. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what though. It is, it is really hard to keep yourself 100% honest because you know, yeah. the white noise that goes in between you and it, you know, everyone challenges themselves each day to it. And, you know, I still catch myself going, that's a bullshit excuse. Get on with it. Um, but once you start, you know, correcting yourself, you're well on the way to, to really get in serious results. Complete, completely agree. We're going to mix it up a little bit here. And uh, actually I want to talk about, before I go into my yin yang round and uh, complete blank around, I want to talk to you about uh, the podcast. Cause you're, we talked before you're, you're someone who's managed to listen to a majority of the episodes. So I was, I was interested then to know what's, uh, what's maybe your top three episodes so far. Oh, mate, I am, I am probably one of your biggest groupies. That's for sure. Um, yeah. I reckon <laughs> T, mate, TJ, I, I do work with TJ oh. and he's obviously a bit of a badass. So despite <laughs> the fact um, he's badass is, is on, on next level. I do like his approach and he's no bullshit and, um, he just gets the job done, and then obviously Krebs and Lukarov, you know, <laughs> done some work with as well. And those dudes are funny as so. Those three guys collectively um, are some of the best podcasts, and you know, I love Rach Guy as well. So she's done a great job as well. Oh, brilliant! <laughs> so you know what's coming next. So this is the yin yang <laughs> round. So uh, I'm just going to chuck some fifty fifty randomness at you, and we'll see where it takes us. Beautiful. Okay. <laughs> Luca or Krebs? Oh. <laughs> I've, I've, I've got a bit of a man crush on Luca, actually, and I don't, I don't throw that around very easily, but he's such a badass, but just such a dude at the same time. He's a beast. He weighs Slovi the Slovenian pit bull, basically. He plays <laughs> Isn't he? Yeah. First time I saw him, and I was just like, 
this. And obviously, and it's not Pitbull because Pitbull's like a little uh, not <laughs> shape Luca is in. But yeah, I was like, dude, looks like Pitbull. That's awesome. Yeah, there's a bit of that for sure. London or Sydney? Oh, mate, I think we could probably both answer the right one on that one. I, <laughs> I wouldn't have checked out because your dad's there. I wasn't sure if you're popping over to see your dad in love in London or something, but I don't know. Yeah, look, I, I, could, I could stay in London for a couple of weeks, but to be two streets away from Bondi Beach, I think I'll take Sydney on that one. Man, I, I, I will easily, easily. <laughs> I've been to Bondi and that was one of the key things is I just couldn't, well, I couldn't get my head around it, but I'm like, this is awesome. Like you can be right in town and then, you know, like a five, 10 minute bus ride and boom. You're uh, yep. on the beach. Which on is, Bondi. Yeah, which is just unheard of for around these parts. Tea or coffee? I've never drunk coffee. I'm probably the only person you'll ever speak to that says that, so I'll go tea on that. I've spent like six years working on my ADD and bringing in meditation, trying to calm down, so I don't think bringing <laughs> coffee in is a great idea. No, well, that's the, the thing. Yeah, uh, Come and listen to what you're saying. It's, you've got you've to work with the individual and apply that to yourself, and if it, if it doesn't fit your mix, then stuff what everyone else is doing you know you've got to do what's right for you it's cool yeah dinner out or dinner in i'd go dinner out i've spent again one of my focuses this year has been getting <laughs> getting better at cooking but at this stage i'm still not good enough to eat did eat in so we'll eat out okay um beer or vodka vodka for sure healthy man looking after himself that, that sounds a bit weird saying vodka healthy man <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> yeah <laughs> Cool. Okay, and then we're on to the com complete blank around. So, last time you were drunk was? My best mate's 30th three weeks ago. Oh, man, 30th is good. Anything uh, interesting happened? Yeah, we, we, went, we went on a wine tour, and if you get oh, my 20 blokes on a wine tour, it just becomes quite childish and out of control. <laughs> so, <laughs> it was a good day out. They get so out of hand. Chances of spitting the wine out after tasting, zero. Uh, nah, no chance. <laughs> that's, that's just like goes against every, every yeah. urge in my body, and just, yeah, it's no common sense to that. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Um, your best friend would describe you as? Passionately committed to my industry and health. God, they're, they're uh, you know, they've read the bio. That's, that's yeah. <laughs> textbook. Okay. Your favorite movie of all time is? And, uh, so Top Gun's mine and then Danger Zone. That song, every time it comes oh. on, you can't help but just get ramped up. Oh, completely agree. I mean, we've similar reasons to why, why some people have said Rocky. It's literally the yeah. film and then like the soundtrack, but same thing. Yeah, stick highway to the danger zone on it and then just try and, yeah. try and be unmotivated. It ain't going to happen. <laughs> awesome. Well, we've pretty much made it to the alpha round. This is where we're going to get any tools, tricks and resources mainly. Um, and we're going to start that off with a book recommendation from you. My favourite book is kind of self-help and business book. Um, and it's The Success Principles by Jack Canfield. And it's, okay. strangely enough, it was the first business book I ever bought. And I bought it for my brother. And I went to his house three months later. It was still wrapped in the paper I bought. I was like, okay, mate, I'm taking it. So <laughs> that was the first business book I've ever read. And it's still my favourite, despite the fact I probably read, you know, one to two of them a month. Now, I, I met I met Jack Canfield and I felt really bad because initially I was, I, I, you know, I, I, I should have known a little bit more who he was at the stage. <laughs> I was kind of like, I, at the time I was like, my brain was catching up with who, who was actually happening in front of me. But yeah, nice. He's so good. Mate. It's great stuff. You've got to read it. Now, if I meet him again, I, I'm way more aware <laughs> of who he is now. I'll be like, oh, no. 
I really know who you are now. <laughs> what is a particular alpha habit? Apart from, I'm just going to pull away the training from you because obviously clearly we know you train. But what is another habit that you do daily that keeps you on the straight and narrow? It sounds strange when you put alpha and meditation together, but meditation I start every day with, and it just it's amazing for like people that do it understand it. People that don't do it just don't get it, but you just see everything differently. Your creative creativity, just everything changes. So that, and you know, like I said to you is constantly assessing my own white noise and making sure I keep myself accountable and just pulling myself into line when I make up bullshit. Cool. And um, what's, have you got any sort of productivity resources that you use sort of to keep you? I know you're trying to move things online. So it could be a, an app, yep. a gadget, a bit of software that you use. Basecamp um, was recommended to me by my business coach and it is such a simple tool, but it just like helps me manage the team. So yeah. each Monday through Basecamp, you know, which is a, a simple online program website, um, I just send the team what they've got to do for the week. And, you know, as opposed to a thousand one emails where you lose chain and whatever else, it's just they go into Basecamp, they do their task, they tick it off and I get, you know, notification that the job's been done. It's so much easier than doing the email stuff. Yeah, no, that's, that's brilliant. No, really good, really good recommendation. Okay, who do you think I should interview next or very soon? And I want your dad to be including this, so I want, I want at least <laughs> another one, please. <laughs> yeah, get the old man on. Uh, but if you can get another guy, I know a few of the boys have done business with him, but I don't think you've had him. Is Ryan Lee, who's oh an no, I've, I've yeah no, um, I, I Ryan Lee is literally would have been on the Yoda question for myself. Um, he's one of the first events I went to. He, uh, I know him sort of personally. He's one. Of, he agreed to do this before the podcast would even started, so it was just an idea, and uh, been in contact back and forth. Yeah, he's 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 fully committed to this. Absolute legend, and yeah, he, he should have been on a longer time ago. But he's he's coming. Can I find out a little bit more about your dad? Just the <laughs> the backstory, yeah. a very quick quick one. Yeah. So dad is. Um, he started a couple of shows over your way, Ready, Steady, Cook, Saturday Cooks. Oh, um, awesome. <laughs> yeah, so he doesn't look that much like me. Gordon Ramsay kind of says that he looks like a squashed bee, so he's a little... <laughs> that, that could be the tagline for his episode. Uh, Gordon Ramsay says he looks like a squashed bee. Those two go at each other all the time. But, he, yeah, he does a lot of TV work and he's got some restaurants over there. And I know you guys kind of rate your, your chefs as... As rock stars, almost oh, man, so they're everywhere they're everywhere. Yeah, yeah. So um, he's been he's been on on the on the box uh, in the UK for you know close to twenty years now. So um, he'll have plenty to say if you can get him on. Cool. What's his name? Anthony Worrell Thompson. Oh, I am sorry for being slightly retarded. <laughs> <laughs> Good job I asked. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. If I'd have missed that in my interviewing, I would be the worst interviewer ever. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> said, you do know his dad's Anthony Royal Thompson. I'm like, no, I only interviewed him for uh, a minutes. <laughs> no, mate, it's, it's uh, yeah. I mean, if you, if you watch that stuff, you might know who he is. If you don't, then you probably won't know. He'll be on the Alpha show very soon, hopefully. Yeah, get him on for sure. Cool. Okay, mate. Well, um, what's the best way people can connect with you and uh, yeah, find out more? Yeah, through Facebook. Um, I am a bit of a, a Facebook Lover, uh, Blake Worrell Thompson, um, and I've tried to minimise my time on it, but, you know, all entrepreneurs get that shiny object syndrome where they constantly get back onto these things. Um, or Wellbeing by Blake is the blog. Brilliant. Well, thanks so much for your time today. Yeah, if you come over and visit your dad and 
near thinking I'm just south of London, so right near Gatwick Airport at the moment. But um, beautiful. And if not, we maybe we meet up in the middle of America sometime next year. Right. If I'm not in London, let's do uh, let's do the boys' events in America next year for sure. Ah, oh, yeah, that'd be quality. Well, uh, thanks so much, mate, and I'll speak to you soon. Beautiful. Cheers, Adam. Check out this fantastic podcast. Do the little guy a favor. Subscribe and review. It'll help get him off my back. If you'd like to sponsor all or any of the Awaken Your Alpha episodes, get in contact. As a bonus for the first 10 sponsors that come aboard with Awaken Your Alpha, we'll be offering some limited once-only offers for a great deal. So we want to have companies, individuals who are really aligned with our message to get involved now. This is a limited, time-sensitive offer. So if you're interested in sponsoring an episode, get in touch now. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless.